Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes, the Playbook, where we bring our coaches' insights directly to the community. And uh, today's a really, you know, for me, it's an interesting one because I've had immense impact from this one thing, and it's so, so simple. And uh, I'm here with Coach B, and Coach B, it's just drinking water. You know, like for people that can see this on video, I have a half-gallon water bottle that I always have with me, and uh, my girlfriend calls it my emotional support water bottle because I, I bring it on trips. <laughs> I bring it, you know, I'll even, like, if we're going out to the mall, like, I'll keep it with me in the car. And, um, you know, we talked about last episode, Coach B, we talked about emotional or um, managing stress. And um, for for me, one of the most low hanging fruit practices that I've implemented and really, really stuck to is staying hydrated. And it's crazy. Like people have heard this their whole life, like in school, definitely in athletics and sports or coaches, even their parents, um, you know, make sure you stay hydrated, stay hydrated. And um you know, I think we have this idea that we should only focus on hydration when we're when we're practicing or we're in a game or we're going through intense, um, you know, physical movement. Uh, but the reality is, we need water as humans, right? Um, our body needs it, our mind needs it. Um, I've heard this crazy stat. I don't know the exact stat, but you can go like ten days, I think, without food, but you can only go like two to three days without water, right? And to me, that's super yeah. telling and, and provides a lot of context into how important water is to our system. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I grew up. My dad was in the military. I think that was also a huge critical, you know, influence on his his you know focus on staying hydrated too, because I think it's like super critical that when people are in marches, where when they're you know on uh, on mission, when they're when they're just out in the field, like staying hydrated is such an important factor for them to um, honestly just be effective, right? Um, to to carry out the mission, and um, you know, we see it so much in sports too. But um, that's the conversation that we're going to have today. We'll, we'll dive a little bit into what it means to our bodies. Um, and then we actually have a couple of questions from the community. Uh, we, we chimed in and see if anybody had any good questions on hydration or things that they were curious on. And um, we got a lot of good questions coming in. So we'll dive into some of those questions at the end. But um, Coach B, what's going on in your world? Not a whole lot, Drew. Um, I think this is a it, it is a low-hanging fruit topic, but I think it's something that's massively important that I think uh, I think it's if people have decided to make the choice of of trying to be a little bit more adequately hydrated, I think they're going to start to notice a lots of improvements in their life. And when, it's one of those things like hydration is very you can you can quantify hydration by based on how much you're drinking, or if you want to test your hydration levels, you can you can get a like a pen that measures your specific gravity to measure your actual hydration, but. I think what most people are going to benefit from are the qualitative aspects of hydration, like how it's going to make them feel, how it's going to help them uh, have a little bit more clarity. Uh, it's probably going to make them go to the bathroom a little bit more frequently too, but it is one of those things that's going to have a huge impact on the quality of how they feel and how they function. Um, because most people are probably aren't going to do the, you know, measure the quantitative aspects of it. I totally agree. I think it's it's one of those things where I mean, this is why we're having this podcast episode is is we don't know what we don't know. And I think that a lot of this does come from like just being empowered by a little bit of knowledge to understand, hey, this can help you at work. Hey, this can help you wake up in the morning. Hey, this could actually help you sleep. Um, there's all these things that uh, that being properly hydrated uh, allows our body to just be effective, right? And to, to optimize. And a lot of things that we talk about here are uh, how do, how can we optimize? How can we take it to the next level? How can we feel better and, and perform better? And so, um, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a practice that I've implemented and now is like a total habit. I wake up in the morning, 
Uh, first thing I do is drink water. I fill up my half gallon and I try to do two of those a day, right? So I'm getting about a gallon of water a day uh, throughout the day. And I'm kind of curious, Coach, because when people come to you and, and you're working with them at the D1 level, yeah. they know, like they know they should be hydrating. They're definitely drinking water during activity. Um, what don't they know? Like when they come in and, and you know, if you're helping them with recommendations for maybe a certain type of drink, like uh, mm. Element or Liquid IV or some of these products that became really, really popular over the last like five to 10 years, um, you know, are there other factors outside of just replenishing your body? You know, people just think oh, I'm replenishing my body with, you know, fluids to, to make sure it's effectively, you know, working and, and the process of sweat, right. Of uh, you're losing these fluids you're replacing, but what is the, what don't people know, or what don't even athletes understand about electrolytes and salt and, and how that plays an impact on our bodies? I think there's a lot of things that people don't understand even you know like professional athletes division one athletes like you you would think that a lot of them would prioritize nutrition but a lot of them really don't have the habits of understanding of how to you know adequately hydrate themselves but also what to what to hydrate with you know like so hydration is it's this process of maintaining adequate levels of body in the water um and it's not only for for our health and our performance, but also for our well-being. Like hydration is one of those types of things. Like if we start to understand like the way physiologically our body's made up, like 70% of our body is made up of water, right? Like our blood is made up of water. Like we need water for thousands of chemical reactions to occur within our body. And those chemical reactions could be a muscular contraction. It could be um, breaking down um, stored carbohydrates for energy, um, breaking down stored fat for energy, um, you know, lubricating our joints. Like there's so many functions that we need water for within our body. Um, but I think with marketing, I think marketing plays a large part into what we see and what we think proper hydration is. And a lot of the times we don't need to have a lot of the, these sugar laden products that might be marketed as hydration um, aids when we could do really well with water and salt. There are some really, really good electrolyte products that we can talk about too that are on the market. But for the most part, like I'll give you my kids, for example. I don't, have you heard of Prime? Yeah, have you seen Prime? Like yep. they swear that like, they're like, oh, daddy, this is the best thing out there. It's for, for hydration. I'm like, I'm like, all you right. need is water. I'm like, you are not exercising enough and lose, losing enough fluids where you, where you think you need a Gatorade or you need a Prime or maybe even coconut water uh, to like in this instance, like I think that's the thing to under, start to understand is you need to have an adequate amount of water to maintain your natural fluid balances. And you can, you can check that with your weight, right? You can weigh in every single day. Um, and that it gives you a good marking of if you're eating enough and if you're hydrating enough to maintain a certain weight, um, you could weigh in before you train and then afterwards, and you can see how much water you've lost. So you can try to replace that amount if you need to. But a lot of these things that are marketed for the mass majority of, of people that aren't professional division one or high level athletes that are working out for two to four hours a day, you don't need a hydration product that's been marketed to you on the internet or on TV. Um, so a lot of the things that you can you can get better at is just drinking water. I mean, we will talk, I, I do want to touch on some of the electrolytes, but yeah, but water is such massively an underrated skill and underrated habit that people can function with. Like I've seen the, the water bottle you have, does it have the um, like times of days on it? 
Have you seen no? Those? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Just to like yeah. keep people motivated and it keeps yeah. me on track. No, I, I, I'm in such a habit now that like I have no issues drinking water. I know for like some people, like drinking water is like a, a chore and uh, it's really tough for them. But I think you're you're similar. I see you always drinking water too. It's like I need it. Like I can almost feel like I'm never. I I should never be dehydrated. But yeah, uh, when I feel it, I know I'm like kind of behind the curve because you know we should we shouldn't feel that right way, right? We should be we should be constantly replenishing. Um, but I've seen like some crazy stuff in addition to like the primes and everything like that, the markets, yeah. uh, on, on athletic benches, we've seen like people drinking pickle juice and, yeah. you know, just really trying to replenish. So what, tell us about the electrolytes and the salt factor. I think what you're talking about is huge because I agree with you. Like people, maybe they tend to think, Hey, I'm drinking a liquid IV. I don't need to drink this much water anymore. It's like, no, like it's helpful, but you should still be drinking a certain amount per day. But what does, you know, like you're also replenishing salt, right? And, and salt helps you retain that water in your system. So um, how does that help? How do electrolytes and salt play an impact? Is it just water retention? Are there other chemical reactions that you know of that are helpful in the process? Yeah, so I, I want to share a story first because I think it'll give it a little more context. So I was fortunate to go to the University of Connecticut and we had some amazing researchers at that time that specialized in doing heat studies. Like they would do a lot of thermoregulatory studies to determine fluid loss, fluid retention. And um, the, unfortunately, he was my professors. Now, my first full-time job that I had, we had an athlete that would, uh, a consistent cramper, like a very big time cramper um, to the point where I remember during one game, he lost so much water and was cramping so bad he had to go to the emergency room. Wow. And I remember you know, talking to our coach at the time and, and, and we came to a conclusion, like we had to figure out a solution. So I called uh, my professor back at school and I said, you need to be able to help me. Like, what, what do we need to do? And so he got on a call and we, he kind of really educated me about, it's not so much about just the fluid loss and just water. It's, it's the balance of electrolytes and primarily sodium. And when we're going into a competition, it's not just about the fluid that you're drinking on that day and the electrolytes that you're getting in that day. It's the days leading up to it. So it's re so he really educated me about making sure that we top off our sodium levels each and every single day, which, you know, the way we look at it right now, it's part of your habit and your routine is that um, if you know that you're going to event, it's not just what you do the day before and the day of, it's the three, four days leading into it, just like your sleep. Right? You just don't want to make sure you get a good night's sleep before your game. You want to make sure that you're banking sleep throughout the week and building those habits and, and routines. But what he really got me to understand was is, is the concept of being a salty sweater. And you know if you're a salty sweater is if when this, your sweat dries and you start to see white on your shirts, you start to see white on your uniform, you start to see white. Well, all that is, that's a salt. And if you're losing that much salt, that means you need to get replace that so much more on the front end so that you can make sure that you're that you're adequately hydrated, right? So there's this concept of being hydrated. And people think that it could be drinking water, but you could also like create toxicity by drinking too much water. Like too much water can be a bad thing if you don't have a balance of electrolytes within your system because what the salt what salt, potassium, and magnesium does is it draws water into your cells and when water is in your cell now it can create it can assist in chemical reactions and now your cells are adequately hydrated and so we talk about cells your mus muscular cells uh your fat cells your brain cells um you, 
your connective tissue cells, like everything is a cell, like your bones, all those types of things. Like we want to make sure there's at those are adequately hydrated so that we can actually move and function and, you know, our body can work at a higher level. So salt and making sure you have enough electrolytes helps draw that water into the cell where actually it can become usable. Then you're actually hydrated. And so making sure that you get enough salts, potassium, magnesium daily is really, really important to understand that you, that you're going to be adequately hydrated. It's this concept. If you drink so much water and you don't replace enough electrolytes, it's, it's like a water toxicity, but it's called hyponatremia where you're basically diluting your system. You're diluting your electrolyte levels so much that they're really not going to function at a high level. So adequately getting enough electrolytes help this athlete in particular. So we would, you know, he would drink pickle juice almost daily. Um, this was, we didn't really have this. I think I'm trying to think of the year. This might've been 2005. So I don't think we had a lot of the electrolyte products that were out there. I think Gator lights were out. Um, but it's not like BioSteel wasn't, wasn't really big. Element wasn't really big. Liquid IV, drip drop, all these kind of like high level electrolyte um, formulas weren't out on the market at that time. So it was really just making sure we put salt on his food a little bit more frequently, salt in his water, um, and then just really pickle juice, which is just a high concentration of sodium. So making sure like that, that's a really important part too, but you got to recognize, are you a salty sweater? Um, so if you're going to go into a race, you're training for a marathon, you're going to, um, you know, uh, long cycling, if you're an endurance type athlete, and you know that you lose a lot of fluids, you got to make sure that you you replace your electrolytes on a daily basis and even, you know, do it on a, do it. It's, it's habits. I think if anybody listens to us frequently oh enough, God, I think they're probably sick of us talking about habits, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's life, is. right? Uh, it is. This it's, it's amazing because I want to, I'm going to send this episode to my dad because when I was growing up, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, uh, I was the only kid that had emphasis on what you're talking about two to three days leading up to a game. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, like I walked around with a hockey water bottle everywhere yep. I went to school um, wherever I was, he was always just like, Hey, you know, like you got a game in two days, you got a game in three days, like, yep. you know, make sure you're drinking, drink like a couple of these a day. And, um, you know, when you're a kid, you don't realize, you know, you're not paying attention to your parents. You're not listening too much. Um, but where it really hit me was when, when I became a coach and now I'm trying to implement these practices and these habits to the team. And I just saw it. it's insane. It's not even about not drinking enough water. It's also drinking way too much things that are like taking away from them in terms of like, energy drinks right before I mean, these these kids will not drink water like day of but they'll drink an energy drink and they'll drink you know they might mix in some power rate and gatorade during a game um and in my head i'm just like just drink water water like, like day before day of leading up to it like you're talking about um it's one of the it's so hard but it's because i mean you talked about this before too you get into habits good or bad right and if they're yes. if they're if they get to a habit of drinking an energy drink before every game and then they drink only Gatorade, you know, throughout the game, and that's their habit, then they keep building into it. And um, yeah, that's one of the ones, I mean, talk about low hanging fruit is, hey, fill up the water bottle with water and start drinking it way prior to games. And um, yeah, it's, I would say like probably coach B, I would probably say like 75% of kids not properly hydrated coming to coming to the rink, coming to sporting events, and only drinking water during uh-huh. events, right? And so I think that that's a huge, it, it's just a loss of, you know, are you, I mean, even from like a cognitive standpoint of like decision-making being focused for the game, 
I don't think a lot of people equate that to being no. hydrated, right? And so I think that's why this this conversation is so important because I mean, even waking up and going to work, if you only drink coffee and then you go to work, that's a that could be a dehydrating factor, right? And so um, there's tons of people, uh, you know, that they wake up, they drink two cups of coffee, they go to work, and they don't drink water throughout the day, and they do that for years. And uh, yeah. so, what are we missing out in terms of feeling good? You know, feeling mentally strong, prepared, focused, um, concentration. There's a lot of things that I feel like we miss out on, and that's why this conversation is so significant. Um, you know, let's keep what? talking about the brain thing, Drew. Like, sure, you know what I mean? Because sure. I think that's really important for people to understand is that is water not only just has this effect like on our on our joints and our muscles and our body, but really our brain. Like our brain is our master governor and our brain controls everything within our body. Everything that happens is going to be governed by our brain. And if our brain isn't going to be functioning at a high level, then how do you think you're you're physically going to feel like you know, they don't, they're not isolated. Like they're one in the same and they are truly connected. And um, like our brain, you know, doesn't have any ability to store water. Right. And I think that's something to understand too. So when our bodies lose water, more than the amounts being consumed, like dehydration is going to set in and our brain regulates our cognitive mm. function. So if we're not hydrated, it's going to have a direct impact on our cognitive ability. Um, and then and other thing too, like drinking water just helps us increase blood flow and oxygen back to the brain, which can help our concentration levels, our ability to focus, our memory, um, balances our moods, our emotions, you know, you know, reduces stress, headaches. What happens when we're dehydrated? Like one of the symptoms is right. you can get headaches, right? And then when you have a headache, what do you want to do? You don't want to do anything. So then you're going to start to realize that these things are going to start to become cyclical Right. And that they all are somewhat correlated. So if you prioritize your ability to focus and you prioritize your ability to uh, concentrate, um, be fo- be present, why would you not hydrate, right? Like, if you, But I think a lot of people, and that's why we're talking about this right now, is they might not understand that correlation. So we'll hopefully try to totally. bring some attention to that. Absolutely. And uh, Coach B, I don't know if you finished that book, Limitless, uh, yeah, with Jim Quick, but there's a big portion of that book talks about how for brain health, just staying properly hydrated is so important. I think he said that the brain is like 80% water, right? So just like you mentioned, being dehydrated and, and you know, pulling away that, that its ability to function as it should has an immediate impact and reaction to your day to day. And so um, yeah, it, for me, it's it, it's so important to for brain health, for body health, all the things you mentioned, uh, just just to be a good functioning human, not a, let alone like high performance or or next level performance, is just to just to be able to maintain good like overall benefits and health. Um, one one last thing I wanted to mention, and then we can dive into a few of these questions from the community. Um, we talked about it a little bit before the episode started, but water pH. I think that this is a huge topic today. Uh, there's there's a lot of very, very expensive um, products in terms of things that you can install at the, at the business setting or house setting. But um, it, to me, it kind of falls into this category of like, is this another marketing ploy? You know, all these, the products that we sell, see on the shelves in terms of like, you know, a thousand percent, you know, balanced pH water, alkaline water, um, there's brands that literally will create their brand wrapped around this concept of being the most um, optimized alkaline water people should be drinking. Um, and the more and more that you and I chat about just the you know the world of nutrition, health, 
um, the more I realize that a lot of it is marketing. And so is that something that you feel is significant or do you feel is another opportunity for marketing to kind of have a bigger voice in the, the overall conversation? You know, it, it's one of those things. I think that based on the way we live, I think a lot of us probably tend to be in a much more acidic state internally than we are in an alkaline state. And we tend to be, when we're in an acidic state based on our stress, the foods that we eat, the nutrition, the quality of it, um, we're always going to be in a constant state of inflammation, right? And when we're always in a constant state of inflammation, we're always trying to recover. So it may, may not be optimal. So alkaline water has been marketed and produced to try to help balance people's pH within their water and their bloodstream. Intuitively, it sounds really good. And you know, we looked into it years ago and we actually had a alkaline water system um, installed into one of our faucets. And here's the thing. It could, it could help. I don't know. I don't know if it does or not, but we've been using it for probably seven years. It's been there. Um, you know, people are still inflamed. <laughs> people are still, they're going to get injured. There's, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it is a direct correlation or if it's worth the investment on the front end. Now, I am a big believer in, you know, 1% gains, but I don't know if it's going to substitute your, your drinking water. If you, if an individual thinks I need to have an alkaline water system because it's going to help them drink more water, then go for it. But if you, you know, if there's other things in your life that are probably need to get a little bit more in balance, I don't know if the alkaline water is probably the biggest source of investment that you should take. I would probably say you should probably, you're better off investing in higher quality foods, injuries, drinking tap water if need be. So I'm not going to be able to answer that question, say you need to do this or you need to do that. I think it depends on the individual and they need to be able to make that decision for themselves. But um, I don't know if alkaline water is the end-all, be-all of things. I do know that it, it can cause some digestive issues if the pH is too high for an individual. You're, normally, the pH of our, of our blood should be around 7. Um, if you try to drink you know, alkaline water that's you know, 8, 9 level of pH, sometimes I, your body may not be able to handle it. It's going to cause more digestive issues. <laughs> so it could take some time to be able to handle that higher levels of pH for your system. Um, and then that's a negative benefit because then you don't want to have that run into digestion problems. Um, so I don't know if they answered the question or not, but yeah, it, it totally does. And I think it, it also is a good reminder to what you're talking about with electrolytes. I mean, people can gain that level of electrolyte and salt from food as well. It's not just liquid IV or just Gatorade or, yeah. just, you know, like, right. So I think uh, it, it all goes back to that balanced diet and focus on nutrition that you're talking about um, where if we can dial it in there, then we don't have to worry about the supplementation, you know, next step process just yeah. as much. Um, yeah. Let's dive into, there's a couple of good questions that came from the community today. And um, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit, but what are the electrolyte brands that you do recommend? You know, if there is an active athlete, marathoner, whatever it might be, and they they do need something, you know, to make sure that they are replenished on a on either a vet basis or whatever it might be. Are there ones that you recommend to your athletes? Yeah, so we um we supply them with UCAN, and and that's one that we have uh, a sponsorship with, and. Um, I think their product is okay. I don't know if it's the best, but it's a, it's an okay brand. I really like Element. Um, 
I've recently found out about them. Like Devon's actually brought them to my attention and something that they use. And um, I think it was developed like as a kind of a keto friendly um, product initially, but they, their salt content is, is very high. Um, But I think some of our athletes have had it and they absolutely love it. Drip drop is another one. Liquid IV is another good one too. Um, some of these do have a little bit more sugar in it too. So if, if that's something that you're trying to cut out, I know element doesn't have anything. Um, I believe liquid IV has some sugar drip drop might have some sugar too. And again, it depends, right? So if you need some of that glucose, um, because you're competing, like you are going to need some sort of, uh, of some quicker energy. So the glucose does aid them, but if you're a regular, you know, individual that might work out for an hour a day, a couple, you know, three, four times a week, and you don't have a high sweat rate, you might not need the glucose too. Like, but if you know that you're you're going to train for three hours, two hours, and you need and you don't like to eat during an activity, something with some sugar in it might help you a little bit more. And then one of my favorites is I, I love the BioSteel hydration formula. I've been using that for years, um, and I, I just like the taste of it. It's low sugar. Uh, it, the blend is really nice. It's not as much sodium as Element um, or Drip Drop or Liquid IV is. Um, so anybody with, and that's the other thing too, to think about too, is if you know that you have, um, a salt issue and, and higher blood pressure, maybe you, you need to have a product that doesn't have as much sodium. Um, so it's going to be experimental and based on every individual, but those are the products I like. So BioSteel, element drip drop liquid IV are all, are all good ones. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, I have the BioSteel hydration and, you know, I just have it there almost just like, uh, I probably have like once a week right now. And it, honestly, it's just to make sure. But if I'm out, if I maybe, maybe I had a couple of drinks the night prior, like to me, that's when like a, a time. That's a, So it's another question that we can dive into from the community too. Like uh, there's, there's drinks or foods or certain things that will dehydrate you and maybe to a level where it is make, it does make sense for us to, to maybe cover. I think alcohol is probably the biggest one, you know, like I've heard growing up, I don't know if this is true. It seems like it, you know, it seems like it's credible, but um, there's certain alcohol like wine. I think like red wine has been known, like people can feel or um, can dehydrate you maybe more so than other drinks. Is that something you ever heard of? That wine can hydrate? Well, just alcohol, alcohol or wine to, to dehydrate you. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, it's going to increase like your, it's going to create a kidney stress, right? And so that you're going to want to excrete more fluids than you retain. So that's one of the negative things about alcohol too. I mean, I mean, outside some other things, but it's alcohol is a diuretic. Like it, it causes your body to remove fluids um, through your kidneys and like I mentioned before your bladder. So um, at a much higher rate than other liquids. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't drink a lot, but I know like some people may recommend, all right, for every beer that you have, have a glass of water for, you know what I mean? So right. you, in- that's that's an inexact science, but um, if you have too much alcohol, you're going to end up, you know, excreting more fluids than you need, and then that's part of the reason why you why you get a headache the next day too, is because you are your your whole system is dehydrated. Um, so yeah, alcohol can definitely hydrate dehydrate you. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things. I think what you mentioned in terms of like, you know, trying to go one for one with the drinks and, and <laughs> hydrating with water or um, one of the, the old college tricks that we had, or, you know, have a bottle of water and like crush it right before you go to bed and, and you wake up no hangover. And so to me, it's like, there's something here. Like it, there's definitely proof in the pudding, but for me, it's like, is this science based? What's going on here? But 
it makes a ton of sense. A lot of those results and reactions that you're talking about are symptoms of hangover, right? Like people feel horrible. They feel off sluggish headache. Um, so it makes, it makes complete sense. Um, another question we have from the community, this is kind of interesting one, because I'm a, I'm a big, like carbonated water, seltzer water drinker. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there's basics, like what else is in the product? Is it artificial? Is it natural, uh, in terms of flavoring, but you know, for some of these products that are just like, a think of like a, um, what's it called? Like a bubbly or some of these products have became really, really popular over the last couple of years. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, it is water, right? I mean, people are able to hydrate through this. Is it something that you drink? Is there any downside? I think it's the question that we're trying to get from the community is like, is there a downside to seltzer water versus regular water? Yeah. From what I've read is that uh, there's no real benefit greater benefit. There's no greater benefit of carbonated water versus regular water. So I think for some of the carbonation, what people like is, is what it does to their palate. You know what I mean? And it makes them feel, um, I think they, the, the bubbliness of it is a little bit more satisfying for them. So if that's what somebody feels like they need to, to consume more fluids and more water, it's fine. It's, it, there's no, there's no greater benefit. That's what I would say. It's almost from what I've read is about, it's almost about the same um, kind of benefit. One thing that I do remember from, um, from school and from, from some research is that the carbonation can have a leaching effect on your calcium within your bones, which means it could weaken your bones. Um, again, in the amount, I'm not sure. I, that's the part I, I do not know, but I do remember that's one of the things with carbonation is that um, it can leach calcium from your bones. Does that mean if you're going to drink uh, LaCroix all day long that you're going to break a bone? I, re- I don't know. You know, that is one thing I remember hearing about. Um, but some of the things that I've been seeing recently is that, you know, if your bones are a little bit brittle, you're still going to live. You're still going to function. Just you might be susceptible. Just like, you know, mm. elderly are susceptible for, you know, for bone breaks if they fall. Um, it's one of those things it could help. It could hurt you. It could not hurt you. It's one of the risks you had to run it's, but I don't know if, if everybody's drinking LaCroix all day long and carbonated and <laughs> carbonated yeah. beverages. No, it's a, it's a great point that I think a lot of people don't know about. And, um, if anything, it's just about moderation too, then, right. I think yes. you know, yep. not drinking it a gallon of carbonated a day, but maybe a couple of times throughout the week. Um, but that's interesting. I think that's, that's enough for somebody to maybe, uh, at the end of the day, it's, I guess it's more so like, how can we get to building in that habit of just drinking just water, right? Yeah. Just, just drink water throughout the day. And so I think and it's, it's a, cheaper water, regular water is cheaper. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And, um, yeah, I think that that's the, the main theme of today's conversation is just like, it's the most low hanging of fruits, uh, which we love to talk about. Um, and it's just a practice. It's just a habit. Right. And people are like, Oh, I have such a tough time drinking water. Uh, but for me, it's like, man, I crave water. Like I, when I wake Same. up, I crave water throughout the day. I just like, there's, to me, there's nothing better than just like a cold glass of water. Yeah. But um, coach B anything else? I mean, I think we covered a ton today. I think it was a great conversation and lots of insights. Is there anything that you feel like we missed out on that maybe you would uh, prescribe to athletes or something that is helpful for people to understand why they should be uh, prioritizing this? No, you know what? I think what it really comes down to, if it's one of those things that like we've, you know, we say ad nauseum, but if it's one of those things that you value and you, if you understand it, 
you've got to start to build in the practice of doing it a little bit more frequently. And that's as simple as like setting alarm. You know, some people like, so you got to set an alarm to say, all right, drink. And that could be every hour on the hour, just set a reminder for yourself to drink or put something in front of your computer, wherever you're working all the way, like drink water. So it's a little bit more top of mind, but it's a little bit more present. It's almost like in your face. Um, other types of things is, you know, we tell our athletes to carry a water bottle around with you all the time. We, we do that with our kids too. When they go to school, they've got a water bottle. Um, and they know if they've got to refill it, they, they'll refill on their own, but they know that they got to make sure they drink water all the time. So if it's, if it's something that you value, you're going to, you're going to work towards it. And, uh, you just got to be, you know, build your life around those habits. The last thing I do want to mention is it was interesting that I did you know, kind of find in a little research for the, for this, uh, for this podcast is that, um, in 2013, there was a study conducted by researchers in the UK and they found that mild dehydration was, to, was found to have a negative effect on your brain's performance. Whereas like drinking water improved a persistence ability to complete tasks that required a rapid response. So that's in, like, we talked about before the cognitive effect, but what they also found is that prolonged dehydration, like over years causes the gray matter in your brain to shrink in both size and mass. So it's almost like it's causing the brain to age prematurely. Like if somebody had Alzheimer's or dementia. And I thought that was really, really interesting because one of the things that we always talk about is delaying gratification, right? In making sure that we are building habits daily through our process, they're going to impact our future. And in our future, we don't know when we're, we're going to, you know, when we're going to see those results or we're, when we're going to see the, the prize. But it's one of those things you got to believe in. Like if you prioritize hydration daily, it's one of those things that can maybe prolong your life or maybe prolong the quality of your life, right. you know, and maybe that allows you to do more, experience more, meet more people, uh, live a more fulfilling life. And those Absolutely. are the, you know, those are the hard things to quantify, but like, that's, yeah. I think that's really important to understand is, is health isn't just something that you, you do because you read about it or health isn't just something that you do because you need to lose some weight. It, it's one of those things that it, it's got to be part of your life. And when you do it frequently enough, you're going to start to see how every other aspect of your life starts to improve or get enhanced, right? That's the way I think we got to look at it. This is health and being purposeful with our health can enhance other aspects of our lives. It's investments, right? Yes. It's, it's investments to our future. And, um, you know, it goes much past just us too. If you have a family, if you have a team, if you, you know, a business, um, it's these investments to allow you to, to show up as your best self. And, um, yeah, I think it's incredible. I think this, this is a great one that we covered. Um, you know, one of the ones, if, if you are going to start drinking water a ton, and maybe if you if you aren't in the practice of it now, my only big tip is to start early and get it in throughout the day. Because I, I made huge mistakes of like just chugging the water, especially like right before bed and things like that. And just unnecessarily waking up throughout the night to go to the bathroom when I didn't have to do that. Right. And um, I saw that on Huberman podcast too. And I was just like, man, it's so true. Like, to try to get it in early and, and throughout the day versus trying to squeeze it in at night. And that to me, that's like, cause you don't want to disrupt your sleep, right? We, we talk about it so much too. It's like, it's, it's unnecessary disruption to your sleep, but um, coach me, this was huge. This is a great one. 
Uh, look forward to hearing some of the feedback from the community. We've got some really, really, really good remarks on the uh, stress management podcast. I think that oh, that uh, it resonated awesome. with a lot of people. People started reaching out, and, and um, honestly, people we haven't heard from in a while too. So it's kind of cool for them to be like, you know, there's some cool stuff going on in meta athletes right now. So um, great podcast. Appreciate your insights, Coach B, and uh, hope everybody has a great day.